Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougars are home for the holidays as a season-long five-game homestand is underway with a win. BYU now takes a 9-1 record and a national ranking into the weekend, and we're breaking it all down with the coach and Richie Saunders coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen helping Utah families for over 30 years. All right. Thank you. And good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, for another fun-filled edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, hashtag Pope Show on social media. Always glad that you've joined us, whether you're in our studio audience or tuning in live or on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps, as well as ESPN+. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll review the Cougars' last two games, including a Marriott Center win just last night. We'll preview a weekend home game with Georgia State, which will then precede a break for final exams. Deep Blue returns with a special fan story. Our in-studio guest is Richie Saunders. We'll have a game night segment with Coach and Richie and social media Q&A for both of them as well, and special guest trivia tonight also. Let's tip off tonight's show by welcoming in the fifth season head coach of your BYU basketball Cougars. He is Mark Pope. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. How, How are you? Good, good to see, see you. you. Ooh, I picked up your mic too. That was fun. It's good. Like double dose of power. <laughs> and you are back in sweats. Yes, I am. I went with the straight grade, but these are brand new. Literally, I just took the tags off. Yes. Looking, looking sharp. Yes. I thought so. It's I, a good look. I, sometimes I look at myself and I'm just like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Okay. So I just, am I allowed to talk or do we need to wait? You can do some pre Okay. What's on Mark's mind talking? So yes. just as a preamble, I just got out of makeup. Makeup is super exciting for me, obviously, every day. I don't look like this in real life. And I know not, you look at me right now and you're like, that's amazing. <laughs> but did they use the air sprayer on you I today? got the cold air sprayer tonight. I have never done air sprayer makeup before. It's yeah. like life-changing. Yeah. First time for me tonight, too, as well, by the way. Babe, what? Yes. It's a gun hey, that I'm, blows cold air that helps well, with the no, makeup. It, but it blows makeup. I think yeah. it blows like uh, airbrush. I thought that was only on, like, you know, computers. <laughs> but I am currently, you're airbrushed also. I, I got, I got, a, I mean, I, I don't know if I got your thing. I got the cold air gun So tonight. I had to close my eyes as they were yeah. airbrushing. And when I opened my eyes, I was like, it was like Christmas morning. Yeah. <laughs> The whole new you. Between that and the new sweats, wow. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, on your favorite late night talk shows, folks, uh, the show always begins with an opening monologue, yes. right? We have our own version of the monologue here on The Pope Show because we give the coach a platform to inform and entertain in a little segment we like to call. <laughs> Take it away. So, uh, my oldest daughter, Ella, and her husband, Spencer, watched the show last week. Mm -hmm. And can you go back to that picture? Is that possible to go back to that picture? So do you guys remember, if you guys are old like me, there used to be this guy with some crazy hair that was an unbelievable painter. Anybody Bob knows? Ross. Bob Ross. Yeah. If you Google Bob Ross, that is exactly, like, <laughs> I think we stole the graphic. <laughs> we may have taken an idea. Which he's a legend. Yes. If we could someday hope to live up to that, it'd be amazing. I got a couple thoughts. Okay. Uh, one is a little tribute to Cougar Nation. 
yes. which I'm super excited about. So um, here I got, I have, I actually brought notes. I prepared. <laughs> what? So can we show the, uh, Emma, I sent you a picture today. We've got them, can, I can think. Can we show it? Yeah. So this is a story about the last fan in the stands. I actually dig this so much. So post game for us is, it takes forever. So um, my post game right now involves, uh, we kind of run around the stadium, say hi to everybody. I'll do a quick uh, BYU TV thing. Then we go in the locker room, we meet with the team. We do a debrief with the staff. Then we go in the back, the, the um, south uh, east corner of the southwest corner of the building and we meet with the media the 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 uh print media and then we'll come do radio with you and the whole ordeal is like i don't know 45 minutes give or take when he says ordeal it's not really that bad it is he, no it's he awesome. enjoys it it's an ordeal but when i get to greg <laughs> it's like that's what makes life worth living and then and then after that i meet with the squad and now like the squad is so convinced that I'm a disaster. Like we meet for like an hour, right? So we go through all the meetings. This is a couple weeks ago and we walk out and sure enough in the stands, Leanne actually saw him. I came back out to meet Leanne and there's a father and his son sitting in the stands. The, there's no one in the arena. Like it's, it's me and you and them. And so Leanne, as she always does, hollers out to him. And so we, we have him come down and their story is that uh, Jace, the son, um, Jace Hinton wanted, he was like, dad, can we just be the last people here? We just want to be the last people in the stands. <laughs> so, um, so it was super fun to see him. We brought him down and they were like, you guys want to go see the locker room? Cause we just renovated the locker room. So we took them in and Jace was super hyped and Sean was great. I mean, what a patient dad, right? I mean, that's a long game and then to stay for an extra hour. And, um, so we took him to the locker room and as we're walking into the locker room, I just happened to say, or maybe Lee did, ask Jace, he's like, do you have a favorite player? Is there somebody on the team you love? And he's like, ah, oh, I just love Foose Traore. So we walk in the locker room, there's only one player left in there, <laughs> and it's Foose. And so we got to be in there, and uh, Foose, of course, is, is one of the great human beings on the planet. So he was so sweet to Jace and so sweet to Sean. And then this morning, uh, uh, Avery, who's running my social media, texted me, he's like, Dad, you got to look at this. I think Avery was there at the time. And so they sent some pictures and just talked about um, it being a meaningful experience for them. And the whole reason I'm telling this story is that's actually uh, one of the primary purposes of athletics at BYU, is we get to see these moments where it doesn't really have anything to do with the game, it doesn't have anything to do with the team, but it just has to do with a father and a son, or a grandfather and a father, or a mother and a, uh, you know, a daughter or two sisters that just somehow come to this game and have an experience together. And I love it. So I got a huge shout out to Jason Sean Hinton. Super awesome. excited about that. We get up for them, let's go. Yeah. And I have more. Greg gets so nervous, he's like, we're the segment's over. No, 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 this is all you, this is all you. But uh, we were talking as a staff, um, and so it's pretty fun, because Rudy Williams, who's a great player here, uh, really helped us um, in his year here. Um, but it was a, d a difficult season in the sense of we were young and we were growing, and he had a huge role to carry as a veteran player. And so he came uh, with dreams about going to be a pro and uh, just last week had a game with 39 points wow. and four assists playing in the Austrian league, which is really great. So shout out to Rudy. Shout out Rudy. A great Canadian. So we, 
we got that news and is one of the highest scoring offenses in the country right now in college basketball. Uh, we were like, let's just do a rundown of the guys. So here you go. Yoli Childs in Japan averaging 13 and 8. Alex Barcelo averaging 19, 4 and 3. Had a 29-point game last week. Zach Selyus, the great Zach Selyus. Now, what countries are both these guys in? A, B, so and Japan. Where, where's Alex? Spain. Spain. We got three guys in Spain. Okay. Uh, Zach's in Germany in the first division of Germany. Rudy is in Austria. Elijah Bryant's been in double figures throughout the last five games at one of my former teams, the FS Pilsen uh, in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, Brandon Averett, if you remember, great, great uh, combo guard Brandon Averett uh, is in France, is averaging 15. Matt Harms is double figures in three of his last games in Spain. Uh, Tijon Lucas <laughs> just had 16 and 9 in England. And Brandon Davis, of course, the great Brandon Davis, had 20 Monday night in Spain. How great is that, man? It's so fun to have BYU people all over the world representing this place. It's pretty cool. And we know you as a former NBA player, but you just alluded to it. You've had some international experience as well as a player back yes. in the day. And Leanne has also, and it was incredibly traumatic. <laughs> we are still trying to recover. It's way different now because there's the internet and the World Wide Web and cell phones, which didn't exist when we were doing that. Oh, gosh. That, 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 that is a good number of guys that are, that are, that are getting paid to play around it's the world really right great. now. And, and just, I love it. I love that, I love that people come here to BYU and have the experience and fall in love with this place and become ambassadors for this place literally all over the world. It's actually super special, and it's what BYU is supposed to be. And, and in our own tiny little slice of it with BYU basketball, we get to live it out. It's great. Great things happening with the former players and with the current players, as you guys are now 9-1. and one. We'll get the highlights in a little bit, but uh, uh, the national rankings, uh, you're in both the major polls, the AP and the coaches. Uh, Ken Palm, you're still top 10. Net, you're top 5. You're still third in the net as you pick up these wins. A lot of good numbers for BYU basketball right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we dropped a game. Unfortunately, we dropped our first game, uh, it seems like weeks ago, but I think it was only last weekend. And... Um, and just as a tribute to what our guys have accomplished so far, they dropped from number one in the country to number three. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's incredible. There's not a lot of teams that are going to be number one. There's even fewer teams that are going to just drop from number one to number three. And that's, that's really a credit to our guys' focus and how they've approached every single game. And we're really proud of it. So we're excited about um, who we are and what we're trying to grow into. And I think we have a good identity, and this is fun. And excited to have a five-game homestand underway yes, right now, too. Season-long five-game yes, stand. Uh, the Big 12, uh, you've been keeping an eye out on it, I'm sure. Uh, how do you think the league's performing right now around you? Yeah, the league is really daunting. Um, so if you, in fact, you can help me with these numbers. But So there's a metric, a Ken Palm metric. It's an analytical tool that grades leagues. And so, this, so Big 12, again, is number one league in the country by far. And not only that, but the distance in the scoring metric from the Big 12 to the number two league in the country is the same as the distance from number two to number five or right. six, right? Yeah. So uh, essentially the Big 12 is, is not just the best uh, league in this conference, but it's the best league by far. And so we got our workout out for us. And, and that's why we're working hard right now to be ready to jump in that league and do what we can. One of the interesting things we've talked about recently, and eventually I'll give you a chance to talk, Greg. I don't need it. Is, that's good. <laughs> this is good. You're is, <laughs> You know, one of the ways that we're seeing how different our experience right now is BYU basketball than it's been in the past is um, 
as you go through the season, they break up every game into a level. A quad one is two of the best teams playing against each other. A quad two is when you're playing a team that's not quite as good. A quad three is when you're playing a lower level team. And a quad four is actually the biggest range of teams, but it's the lowest level of teams. And if you lose a quad three or four game, it's super dangerous to your at-large resume. And if you lose two, sometimes you have no chance. And so um, as we used to go through our conference season, there were so many landmine games where it's just like, if we lose this game, we can never recover our at-large bid. But starting January 6th, when we begin Big 12 play, we don't have a single quad three, or I think we have three potential quad three games at all, not a single quad four game, home or away. And I'm guessing by the time we get there, it's gonna be all quads and ones and twos, which you think is great because you don't have any landmines, but it's also really terrifying. <laughs> Doctor, but it's a different kind of pressure. You had yes. a different kind of pressure in the old yes. league of we can't slip up. Yes. Now it's a different kind of pressure of, man, every night is just a grind. Yeah, you got to find a way to win. It's yeah. just collecting wins. How many wins can you collect? And I actually, I actually, the vibe of that, approaching it, I dig it, man, because I think you're on your toes chasing it rather than a little bit on your heels trying to play defense right, and be right. protective and be reproducible. We get to be a little bolder, and that's – been the bedrock of how we've chosen to play and our style of play and building this roster and we're all going to see if it works. Okay, a couple of housekeeping items. Uh, you've got finals and Christmas holiday to work around here coming up. What's going to be the schedule for you guys? You don't have too many games. You'll have like yeah. a week and then another week and then yeah. how's that all going to work with finals? So I just walked out of I just walked out of the annex five minutes, ten minutes ago and Foos is in there with his tutor because he's, uh, he's got a huge e-contest coming up uh, and that's how my guys feel. Um, you know, Atiki's got, a, his, Atiki's got his first final on Saturday morning day of game f scheduled from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Nice. It's, he gets four hours, but he's, he's asking the teacher if he could have seven. <laughs> um, and so it's awesome, man. It's, it's like it's, it's a beautiful thing being a student athlete because every student at BYU, everybody who's come through BYU, it's one of the elite academic institutions in the world. There's no easy road. It's not like we have a special um, set of courses for athletes. And so all of these guys are grinding through their classes right now and coming to practice and preparing for games and currently, you know, number three and seven and 18. And that's pretty cool. You've had a day to digest and your staff and the administration yesterday's uh, court ruling, temporary restraining order, yeah. striking down the waiver uh, restrictions. Marcus Adams Jr. is involved in that whole yeah. scenario. Now that you've sat with it for a little while, where, where do we land right now with Marcus? Well, it just got weirder today. So it, it's like unraveling moment by moment. It's one of the really difficult things about where we are as an organization in the NCAA right now is we rarely are ahead of things. We're kind of reacting all the time. So. Um, yesterday, there was a ruling in the courts in Ohio that uh, essentially said that for the next 14 days, they were going to end the transfer limitations to the two-time transfer rule. So every single two-time transfer um, in college basketball right now for the next 14, is el 14 days is eligible to play. And there are a bunch of caveats to that and complicated things. And so we're like, wow, it's a free 14 days. But today, and they also said there would be no punitive. If be someone plays, punitive they can't be punished plays. afterwards. Now, but, what's, yeah, what's yeah. complicated is that today they came out with a clarification that said, if you choose to play in these 14 days and they have another hearing, uh, I guess, 13 days from now. And if they decide that they are reinstating the two time transfer limitation, 
then not only are you not allowed to play the rest of the season, so you only get that two weeks to play, but you've also burned a year of eligibility. Yeah. That is really poor decision making, <laughs> in my opinion, um, from the NCAA, because now you've left, you know, we, we talk about caring about student athletes, but what we've done is we've left student athletes in an untenable situation, which is we're saying you can play right now, we're saying it's totally legal to play right now, but if you choose to play right now and we make a different decision 13 days from now, you're burning your whole season and you won't be able to get I just don't understand how that can possibly be the best we can do. Um, again, I'm not the smartest person in the room ever, but it's really frustrating for us. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we're doing a lot of considering. Uh, Marcus uh, had his first almost full practice day and he was terrific. So, um, we'll see. A little bit of limbo right now. Limbo. Yeah. We, okay. Do we have a limbo poll, Hema? We can have uh, the coach uh, dance under uh, in we the next segment. We should do limbo during the, uh, <laughs> during the TV timeout. People would love to see that here in the studio audience. Yes. Uh, all right, so we talked oh, with the, the studio, the audience. I'll have them take part. Yes. Uh, we talk can kill limbo. Like it's, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Let's get the highlights. Uh, we had the Utah game. We're not going to show that. We're going to get to last night's win. <laughs> Greg totally feels like this has been derailed. The reason my opening was so long was so we could avoid the Utah game. It, it worked perfectly. Yes. Yes. So we're going we're gonna to go down to one game of highlights, and that was last night. Game one of the five-game homestand. Denver was in town. Yep. The Pioneers, first time they played in Provo in 25 years. Let's take a look at how things went down last night at the Marriott Center. BYU and DU. Cougars and Pioneers, they came in with a uh, couple of really high-scoring players. BYU, nice start. In fact, uh, didn't trail all night. Yeah, it's, it was really fun. I mean, a fun challenge for us. They, we, I don't know if we've ever faced two scores that are average 24 and 18. Like, I just don't remember. I guess he was the number six scorer in the country. He was number the three coming into the, number the, the game. Number three scorer in the country. Um, and I Bruno. thought our guys were unbelievable in their first half approach to guarding. I was most pleased with us on the defensive end, especially in the first half. And then uh, Noah Waterman uh, put together an uh, unbelievable performance. Um, Stat-wise, as a 20-point guy with 14 rebounds and zero turnovers, again, there's a reason why he picked that number, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's a zero turnover guy. But even more impro importantly was what he did on the defensive end, um, having to guard both of those top scorers. He actually had to start on the four and switch onto the point guard and, and did a really commendable job on the defensive end. We had huge contributions with a lot of guys. Spencer Johnson, unbelievable focus on the defensive end. Uh, Really proud of the guys. Highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Health as BYU wins it 90-74 to to complete the split decision after the weekend setback on the hill. And you mentioned the, the 14 rebounds for Noah. When you consider that his previous collegiate high was eight, yeah. he went. He almost doubled his number last yeah. night. And, you know, it was interesting. After the Utah game, and this, this goes to – it's another sign of his incredible maturity as a player. So after the Utah game, of course, he was really upset that we lost, that we didn't play as well as we wanted to. But like the stat that he held on is I only had four rebounds. He was so devastated he only had four rebounds. And that's a game where I had 17 offensive rebounds in a team and we out-rebounded Utah, a team that's much bigger than us. But he was just like, one of my principal jobs is to go rebound the ball. You get, you get guys on your team where that's their focus and really special things happen. And man, he's just been incredible this year. I'm really proud of him, really happy for him. And it's been fun. Yeah, great bounce back for and, Noah and the team as a result. You know, we just did that whole segment and neither one of us uh, mentioned Jackson Robinson. How crazy is that? 28 points, career high for him. Yes. Eight threes, puts himself among the top three-point numbers uh, that BYU's ever had. In yeah. fact, it ties the most threes in a home game in BYU basketball history at Well, eight. and everybody take a breath, but the truth is, is when we go to commercial break, you come down here, Jim or Fredette was sitting right, this is where they have a studio, right? Uh, just down the hall. Oh, yeah. sorry. I take it back. <laughs> 
It's all right. Anyway, Jim was doing the game. And apparently he was a little nervous that Jax was going to break his record also. And he came up <laughs> one three short from tying. So, And then Great. shout out as well to uh, Chase Fisher, who holds the BYU record yeah, for threes Chase in a game Fisher. with 10. West Virginia legend. Oh, man, I want to catch up with that guy. Chase Fisher. Uh, if we had an, another show, I have stories about <laughs> our official recruiting visit out to his ranch in West Virginia. My gosh. Woo. That dude is a character. Yes, he is. Yes. We miss him. He, I know. He's a legend here. Like I said, I'd love to catch up. All right, as we break, we have to break. This is your reminder that your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. There they are. When we come back, we'll have a new deep blue, and we'll be joined in studio by Richie Saunders as BYU basketball. Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years, and Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. All right, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope here in Studio C. Oh, we didn't bring attention to this, but um, big news on the show this week, uh, Coach, uh, the new mugs. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see. From white mugs to blue this week. Wow. Yeah. And we chose, like, the uh, – this is like a combo Royal Navy. They call it cobalt blue is what they call it. I like it. Yeah. That is awesome. So we've gone from the uh, the white mug to the darker blue mug tonight. If you've ever been to the show before, you know that these are free to be stolen at any time. <laughs> yes, we have learned that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a good look. I want to make sure you, you – We talked about that. that last show, and, and, and uh, we just talked about one dear friend that walked out of the, the show with a mug, and then – it turned out that Greg had stolen a mug and I had stolen a mug in the end and stolen a bunch of mugs. And there we go. I mean, we might just say, uh, I don't know, steal sounds kind of harsh, but, uh, well, we stole them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but we have enough for. Uh, Emma, that's big time, man. I love it. Thank if, you. If any happened to walk away this year, we're covered, I think yes. is what I've been told. All right. Uh, tonight we have the return of Deep Blue, which this week spotlights a special BYU fan named Cash Cottle, whose love of sports has helped him endure cancer treatments and a long fight back to get him back to doing the things that he loves most. This is Deep Blue tonight with True Blue hero, Cash Cottle. Cash Cottle, take one. Can you tell me a little bit about what your life was like before? I had a baseball team and a, a basketball team, and I started feeling sick and not feeling good. He would get sick to his stomach and have headaches, but it would only last a couple hours. And then, I mean, he would throw up, and then an hour later, he'd be eating a burrito. We took him in, and they thought it was strep because he tested positive for strep. But then the antibiotics didn't do anything, and so that's when we took him in again, and it was a good thing we did. <laughs> I was in a hospital room, and it was my mom with me and my dad. I was, like, really scared and didn't know what was going to happen. We got in there with the doctor, and he explained to us that they saw a mass on his head from the CT, and things just happened really fast from there. It was, we're ambulancing to primary children's today, um, which was pretty scary, because, you know, it goes from, hey, he's got a, a mass on his head to this has to happen now. <laughs> so your head wanders, and you think the worst. You're not expecting them to say your kid has a brain tumor. Like, yeah, there's a million questions right now. It was more just kind of trying to stay okay 
for cash. You know, to happen that fast. <sighs> You're no more kid that's functional and cognitive and can talk and they kind of go through those risks with you and you're like, this happened like in, within 12 hours from nothing going on, not knowing anything to now we're gonna put him through surgery and. You just don't know if the kid that you just sent into surgery is gonna be the same as when he comes out. Maybe the next day when he could kind of get up and go to the bathroom and just kind of see himself in the mirror I mean, he's swole up, and <clears throat> I mean, it's not a big deal. It's your kid. You don't care how they look or what. You know, you could just see it on his face. You know, he looked different, a lot different. <laughs> and I think maybe that hit him then, how serious it was. After the surgery, he did really well. I mean, they thought we'd be there like maybe like 10 days and he was out at seven days in the hospital. Were you worried about not playing sports when all this was going on? Yeah, I just like missed it and wanted to go back to it and get playing again and feeling better. Cash's treatment plan was 30 treatments of radiation, and then he has six months of chemo. They feel like they got the whole tumor, and so all the scans that they keep doing are just to make sure that there's nothing new growing, and so far there's been nothing. We've been positive, but he's exceeded everybody's expectations. I mean, even with sports, you know, he has brain surgery, I mean, that's crazy serious. And it was 28 days after he had brain surgery, he pitched in the baseball game and he had a seven on seven padded helmet that he wore. Just unbelievable, I think. And I mean, it was crazy even that the game, because a lot of people by then knew Cash's situation. And yeah, it was an inspiration. I remember he couldn't run for, I think, six weeks. And so he would hit, but he kind of speed walked to base the family, but the community sport, even sports in general, just the closeness and the bond that helped build around Cash was awesome. He loves football, so I think it was cool for him to see, like, go through the tour. We went in the locker room and watched their practice, and they came out and ran and was, were saying my name. baby we're happy to have you we love you all of us here love you um, we saw your story this morning everyone did and I think uh, you gained a lot of brothers that you don't have right now we have about 120 brothers that are with you now and we're just here and we're we're happy to support you throughout this whole thing that you're going through right now he's tougher than he ever thought he was we have made it through most of his treatments, so he only has three more. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I hope he's learned that he can make it through this. He can make it through anything. What do you want to do when you grow up? 
I wanna work at the hospital and be a nurse, a chemo nurse. I mean, Cash is my boy. Like, he's my inspiration, and if I can't really put it into words, it's just, he's my boy. What do you think you'll learn from all of this? I'll learn that it's good to be confident and knowing you can do it, and that'll help you get through it. All right, we wish the Coddles best. And uh, it was on this show last week that you introduced or uh, reintroduced us all to the, uh, the dunk on cancer. That's a big part of you and Lee's and your team's life. Um, and uh, that's going on right now, right? Yeah, so, uh, you know, come on, to the Coddle family, like, wow, we can all feel that with you. And um, we all have a chance to make a little bit of a difference. And we get to do it by supporting BYU and supporting the Simmons Center. So small things like... Um, running the bookstore and buying one of the dunk on cancer hats right now. They're super cool. Uh, and 100% of those proceeds go to the Simmer Center for Cancer Research, which is changing the world of, of cancer treatment. And, and um, you know, Leanne and I just literally half an hour got off the phone with somebody uh, who had called us about the Be The Match program, which is something that Leanne is um, uh, partnering with, which is um, helping. Uh, it's such a simple way to literally save somebody's life. The point being, we all can take part of this and and um, and uh, thank, thank certainly the Cottle family for sharing their story. That's okay. awesome. Thank you, Coach Pope and Lee and everyone. Uh, all right, let's get to our guest tonight in studio. And on a deep team with currently five double-figure scorers and multiple great shooters, one of the most consistent shooters and undoubtedly one of the most energetic players has been Richie Saunders. Please welcome into Studio C, our special guest, the sophomore from Riverton, Utah and Wasatch Academy, Richie Saunders. <laughs> Good to see you, Coach. It's been a long time. <laughs> yes, it's been a long time, he says. <laughs> All right. At least 25 minutes. Welcome back. We're going to make this an annual event with you, by the way. Yeah. All right. Um, first things first. Uh, fashion choice. Headband has become part of your life yeah. this year. When you started your career at BYU, you were not supporting the headband. And now you are. What went into that? My beautiful wife, Sierra. There we go. She liked the longer hair, so I decided to give it a try, and naturally I need a headband to be able to play. So, um, yeah. So your wife likes the longer hair. As a result, you need something to just keep it under control, yeah, keep, no, keep, keep the flow where it's supposed exactly to be. Exactly, right. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's grown on me. Okay, so the question Literally, now becomes... <laughs> Richie is a master of pun, by the way, in case you didn't <laughs> yeah, know that. Yeah. Master Clearly. of pun. Wordsmith. Uh, so the question now becomes, uh, who's wearing it better these days? Uh, we have some options on this team because you're not the only headband guy yeah. on this roster. So we got Trey, we got you, and we got Ali Khalifa. We have three current headbands on the roster. Uh, are, are you going to be objective on this one? Who's wearing it best these days? You know, I don't know if it's fair to say, but... <laughs> Sierra, what do you think? You better answer that one. You better. That was a close one. But no, I, clearly they, they do it better than me. That's for sure. So, Coach, uh, you want to weigh in on this one? Well, I'm not going to lie. So uh, Trey clearly is like Mr. Swag on the team. Uh, Richie actually is, I'm not going to lie, I'm with Sierra. He is stunning in that headband. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like, Ollie's character just oozes out of him. With I, I love it, man. They're all three. It works. It works for him. It does work for all I've been trying to talk Leanne to let me wear a headband you on should. the sidelines. I don't know. But 
<laughs> she has been a hard no. When, when uh, we had a meeting earlier this week, and when they said Richie's going to be on the show, they said, Greg, you should wear the headband in honor. I said, you know what? The guys without the hair, it doesn't quite work as well. It doesn't quite look as good. Um, hey, Richie, you've shot 50% or better from the field in nine consecutive games. What are you looking for on offense right now when you get the ball? You know, I, I feel like it really – like our team is just looking to make the right shot, make the right pass. And as a result of that, I feel like I've been put in the situation to make the, um, make the easier shots or make the layups or just been put in the right position to, to do so. I said in the intro that he's one of the most consistent shooters you've got right now. That really does apply to him. He's actually, and we just talked about this, was it today or yesterday or sometime? This morning. Yeah, this morning. Uh, you know, he's the most efficient offensive player on the team. Like, by the numbers, he is the most efficient offensive player. And what's been staggering is, and this is what happens, like, like experience. There's no way to gain experience but experience, right? And so, and so Richie um, went from being under a one-point per possession but still a relatively efficient offensive player this year to being, uh, you know, in the 90, what are you, 96th percentile, 95th percentile right now in the country in terms of offensive efficiency. And he's doing it with bigger numbers and, and, and more possessions. It's pretty awesome. Awesome. And, and what, how much of that is attributable, uh, Richie, to your teammates and what's happening around you right now? 100%. Like, all, all of it is. Um, you know, like, I, I love playing with this group um, because I feel like if I cut hard, I know that they're going to see me. Um, if, I, if I space out, I know that they're going to see me. And I, I, I just love that we, we all know that we're, we're going to share the ball. Um, and we're going to put our, each other in positions to really use our strengths. How close to you are you guys to your potential? I ask that because you haven't really been a full squad yet, you could argue. There are still pieces to come or re be re-entered into the equation. So almost the sense that we could, we're good, we could be better. Even. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And coach, you feel that too, right? This is not the team you're going to maybe end up with before too no, long. No, I think I think we have such a high ceiling. I think it's really fun, and and it's not just this season. Also, like this is a this is a work in process that's crossing over several seasons, and so um, I think I think we're really really encouraged about how we can combine. And and there's no better example than Richie. I mean, he's doubled up in every statistical mm -hmm. category right now. It's pretty exciting. Richie, what went into the bounce back you had against Denver? And that was a nice bounce back from the weekend. I thought. Yeah, um, you know, it was it was hard. It was a hard weekend, right? It's, I know Cougar Nation and everybody, is, it was hard. Um, but, you know, Coach, he called me Saturday night and just really challenged me to make this loss a win. Hmm. Um, and I feel like um, just really being specific with the different areas that um, I could have done better. Um, and I feel like that helped like kind of fuel at least for me a little bit of a bounce back um and again like we just had to really get back to who we are and what we do as a team um which is like just we hit every time we go to the offensive glass every time like we just need to do us um and you know it felt really good to especially for the first half to do so i want to get to a couple things before the break uh one's more important than the other we'll start with that one you did get married before the season you mentioned sierra uh and when did you get married uh, September 1st, so it's been almost four months, so it's new, but we're, we're loving it. I love it. Awesome. Congrats. And as for the duck feeding enterprise, how's that going? Oh, it's, it's going good. We're, we're still moving. And <laughs> this we, is a thing, by the way. People who have not been with us before, may not, this is a thing. Yeah, me and Sierra were laughing and we we're gonna we were seeing if this would come up. But yeah, um, just for everybody that doesn't know what it is, it's just a simple um, gardener village um, in West, West Jordan. 
uh, put a quarter in, you get corn out to feed the ducks. So that's pretty much the, the duck business. But yeah, no, it's, 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 it's funny. But so it's good. Is so, it low maintenance? So the, yeah. yes. the duck business was in existence before the marriage. And so the she question married is, into it. The question yeah. is, is, was there some type of prenuptial agreement about <laughs> the duck business? And two, how much is Sierra participating in the day-to-day labor of the duck business? Yeah, all, all I'll say is that it's, I now own only 49% of it. There we go. That's <laughs> your genius. It's all part of growing up. All right, uh, coming up next, some more fun and games with the coach and Richie when BYU basketball. Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. Presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. All right, uh, tonight on uh, tonight's game night, we're playing the tried and true game. Heads up, we've done this before with you guys. It is back. Um, the headbands tell us that it's back, and so <laughs> you each get to adjust the headband to you your own noggins. Mm, yeah, see, sorry, see? Leanne. It, it, it's kind of in your honor that we're doing this, Mr. Headband. So um, <laughs> I will be placing a card in your headband. You will, not see, okay. you will not see what the card says, but your partner will see what the card okay. says. And your job is to ask questions that might determine who your identity is of the person in your card, in your headband. All right? Here we go. Who, I'm up first? Just stay where you are. Everything's going to go just fine. All right. You there know, it I'm is. nervous. All right. So that is who oh, you are. Wow. Okay, so Richie, we'll work with Coach Pope. Oh, it's us or a student? It's, it's you guys working together. Okay. All right, so you're to work with Coach Pope by asking questions, and he'll guide you to the answer. Is it like a timer or something? Or no, just you just, uh, we're, we're pretty chill. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, if it gets too long, we're going to clearly call it good. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> Don't cut to commercial. Yeah. Uh, is it one of my teammates? No. Is it something to do with BYU? Um, no. Oh my goodness. Um, is it a person? Yes. Is it a basketball player? No. Can you see it on TV? Um, you could, yeah. yes. And I'm going to help you a little yeah. bit because you asked if it was one, a teammate, and there's a teammate that did this at Utah walkthrough the night before the game. Wow. Some insider knowledge on this one. Keep going. Keep asking questions. Um, It'll come to you. Is it an? So it's an action. It is. It's, uh, it's a yeah, person it's, doing an action. Yes. 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 That's good. Very, good job. Wow. That's not that, the answer, though, right? No. Yeah. Person <laughs> no, doing action. Yes. Um, it's. It have to do with music. Yes, it does. Yeah. Actually. It's Utah. It's a drummer. Yeah. Somebody, keep somebody going. drumming. Keep going. Is it somebody drumming? Yes. Is it? Y'all got to help me out. Come think, on. Se- seven, think, seven, think, seven, think, think about the season. Think about the season. A uh, little drummer boy. Yeah. yeah. Boy. Good job. Well oh, done, my friend. Well done. Well done. Good job there. Oh, sorry. You hold that. I'll take that. Good job. <clears throat> Nicely done. All right. That one's hard, actually. Can you help I do not know how okay. I'm going to. Is this a real person? Oh, Should I say yes or no? <laughs> Yes, yes. Is a fictional character? No. Oh, real. it's a real person. All right. Is this person somebody that you know personally? Uh, I know him, yeah. Somebody on the team? Yes. Teammate? Yes. 
Is this person a... Um, this is way easier than mine. <laughs> hey, he knows who he's dealing with right here. Is this person uh, a upperclassman or a lower, lower class? Underclass? Upper. Upperclassman. Uh, is this person um, happen to be reside, come from Arkansas? Oklahoma? No. No? Is this person uh, named Spencer Johnson? Am I nope. allowed to guess names or I can't do that? You could guess. That's not correct, but yeah. I mean, I'm going to get there eventually. eventually <laughs> you yeah. are, yeah, a few choices. <laughs> um, is this person known as a shooter? Um, as of recently, yes. <laughs> as of recently? <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, okay. Does this person have the highest three-point percentage on our team right now? Uh, They're great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, you guys know, so I have to admit, so I looked over here and Leanne is like, oh, <laughs> she saved me too, she, she saved me too. <laughs> All right. She knows, she knows. She's like, can we get the segment over, help please? <laughs> oh, this is great. Love it. Yep. Come on. Okay, look for like a mirror or something. <laughs> okay, Rich, fire away. Um, yeah. Is... It a place? No. Is it a person? It's a character. Is it a Disney character? Yes. Wow. Is it <laughs> is Aladdin? It? No. Not even close. Um, is it a male? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think we'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it an animal? Yes. Okay, we got Frozen. That's my guess. What is that person's? I mean, Spen? if you don't get this right now with what we've talked about so far in this show, it's not Sven. Oh. Oh, jeez. Who is that? Wait, 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 that? That is so good. That is my, my beautiful mom. That Thank you. That is so good. Uh, but I don't know if I could get it. It's a Donald Duck. Yes. yes. Oh, good. yes. That is so good. All right. Oh, that that I just made the connection. The, yes, yes, oh, it's, it's, com it's coming to you now. All right. That was the greatest quack quack I've ever heard. Yeah, this one's not necessarily easy. Okay, go. You gotta ask me. Is this a person? <laughs> it is. Is this someone that you know? I do know them. Yeah. Is this someone that's associated with BYU? Yes. Is this uh, is it is it a uh, male? Yes. Player. Yes. Um. And is this person uh, from the United States of America? Yes. Is this person from Utah? They are. Uh, is this person a point guard? Mm, wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Wow, I'm, I'm you so keep looking over there. I know. No, no, I'm so excited about where this could go right now. Person from Utah that wants to be a point guard. And I'm going to give you a hint right here. It's a person in a certain phase of life. Yeah. State of being. I state of being. Go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Person and state of being. Yeah. Is this person born yet? The, yes, they are. Yeah. yeah. They, they were born recently, though. I know. I you say. totally confused me in the state of being part. Is this person on our roster right yes, now? Yes, right now. Um, okay, is this person from the state of Utah? Okay, well, there's not that many of them. Um, is this person a good student? Yes, mom. <laughs> is this person um, your best friend on the team? 
I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I don't know how to answer these. I'm giving you vague, but, vague answers, but. Is this Richie's daughters? It's yes. Kind of. And it's, oh. it's Richie. Gotta look at your head. I gotta look at my head? It's not Richie last season. I don't know what that means. It's not Richie last season. <laughs> it's Richie this season? Because this season, Richie. It's Richie with a headband? It's Richie with a headband. <laughs> I didn't pick the answers, but it is headband Richie, so well done. <laughs> headband Richie. Yeah. <laughs> our, our producers are way more creative. That's a stretch for me. And your last one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yes, yes, yes. Is it a place? Yeah, well, in a sense, it is a place. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> no, should not no, have given this big a place. <laughs> is it a person? Yes. Is it somebody on the team? Yes. <laughs> kind of. Um, are they um, wearing a headband? Yes. <laughs> are they tall? Yes, and gorgeous. <laughs> Um, <laughs> coach, is yeah. it Coach Paul? It is Coach Paul. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It does my heart good to know that gorgeous is a dead giveaway. <laughs> Once you got that, we come back. Social media Q&A for these guys. When BYU basketball, Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. OctoHealth, decode your DNA, design your destiny. And Ken Garth, we hear you. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. to social media for some Q&A presented by Ken Garf. We hear you. Uh, question for either or both. Uh, what's the weirdest superstition on the team? Rich, any thoughts on that? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Well, I'm thinking, what, do you have any? I don't, know, I don't know of a bunch of superstitions. We used to have them as a staff, and then we banished them. We don't allow that anymore. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, like we, we're trying to do the same. Um, Dallin talks a lot about it. I don't know if it's him just reassuring himself like I would do, but he's just, they don't have any power unless you give them power. But. I like it. Uh, second question, uh, what's your go-to Christmas movie at this time of year? Coach Pope, do you guys have one in your family? Ooh. Well, I, I have a confession to make. Um, so after the Utah game, um, I came home, uh, went over the whole film, um, reached out to a bunch of people, uh, players uh, over the phone and probably got to bed around, I don't know, two or three in the morning and then woke up at four o'clock in the morning. And it was, you know, it's just the worst. Oh, the morning's the worst. The mornings are the worst. Oh, they're the worst. And so Leanne is so patient with me. So I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. It was just an emotional mess. And so I turned on uh, my favorite thing, which is these Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> And by 4.45, I had tears streaming <laughs> down my face. I kid you not, it's true. Tears streaming down my face because there was this uh, woman who, who had uh, had a trouble with her relationship and she moved to Africa and she started taking care of elephants and then the elephants uh, and then it was just amazing. So it really, really helped hilarious. your emotional state, clearly. Uh, Rich, anything? 
Uh, mine's not as emotional as that. But Elf, <laughs> I love Elf. I love Can't go Elf. wrong with Elf. Can't go wrong. Yeah. All right, uh, time for this week's And One trivia question, which will be presented tonight by a special guest contributor. Which former teammate of mine holds the BYU record for consecutive games played? The answer is coming up next when BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. All right. All right, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Here once again is tonight's and one trivia question. Jimmer. Which former teammate of mine holds the BYU record for consecutive games played? The answer is my good friend, former roommate, Charles Abuo, 141 games straight. That's Jeez, a lot of games. Congrats, Charles. Yeah, 141. And thank you, Jimmer. Appreciate you. All right, good stuff. get to know the foe for Saturday's game presented by Octo Health. Decode your DNA, design your destiny. Georgia State Panthers coming into the Marriott Center on Saturday night. Uh, Coach Georgia State, uh, four and five on the year. Uh, really good three-point defensive team, one of their hallmarks right now. Yeah, uh, veteran team uh, is holding their opponent to 27% from the three-point line. I have a bunch of Division I transfers that have played at other high major programs uh, with one of the hottest young coaches in the country. It's going to be a great uh, contest. And, and most meaningful to me, Kent Davidson, the mentor of my mentor, Mark Fox, mm. is on the staff. So uh, it, it's going to be a great game, a really, really athletic, scrappy, uh, you know, knows the grindstone team that can get to the rim and cause all kinds of problems. And there's your broadcast schedule, ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. All right, we got a really quick version of what happened tonight. Did you catch the Pacers-Bucks controversy last night? I did. Okay, you played for both the Pacers and the Bucks. I did. Whose side are you on in this game ball controversy? Because the Pacers take off with Giannis's ball after he goes for 64, a Bucks record. They had a guy, the Pacers, who scored a point mm -hmm. for his first official point in the NBA. Where do you come down on this whole thing? I think there's a lot of balls. In fact, I believe there's two official balls for every game. I'm, I'm almost positive that's correct. Somebody confirm that for me. But I'm like, there's enough balls for all of us. So we should just not sweat this thing as much as they did last night. It got pretty crazy. But as a former Buck and Pacer, we thought we'd throw that your way. I like it. All right, there we go. That was tonight's What Happened. All right, uh, for Richie and for Coach and for producers Hema and Brett and for all you folks, thank you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.